Welcome into the Main Street Murray High School Football Preview Show for Week Eight. I'm Maurice Patton, along with Chris Yao. Um, week Eight, and as typically happens about this time, fall break starting to mm -hmm. impact our schedules. We've got six games this weekend, but most all of them, again, have some postseason implications. It's also that time when fall break gets here. You know that the if-then statements start happening, and the, the captain chaos gets his coat out of the locker there just go. to see what CC. Um, yeah, what may happen. So it, it's it's my favorite time of year. Well, of course it is, because um, you are nothing if not chaotic. So um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and, and again, six games this weekend, including a Thursday night game that fits into that. If then category, I guess, as Summit travels to Overton in a Region 6-6A matchup, and this is a big game for the Spartans here in Week 8. Uh, this may be the biggest game of the year at this point. Uh, obviously, this is an opportunity to, as you said, if then statements are starting, this is an opportunity for them to kind of solidify themselves into the playoff conversation. Yeah, the thing is, Summit comes into this game two and five overall, one and two in Region 6-6A play. Their one win is over a winless Franklin team. Overton is one and six, 0 oh and three, and Overton finishes the year against Franklin. So the Bobcats with a win here and a win in that season finale against Franklin could claim the number four spot and a birth in the upcoming Class 6A state playoffs. Right. Summit could pretty well wrap it up. Put that away with a victory here tonight. Yeah, and, and wow, what a you know what, what a, a great accomplishment that would be for you know Brian Coleman and his staff because obviously not the year that they would like to have. But again, as we have mentioned to talking about Franklin, this schedule is absolutely bonkers it is so when when you go back and you look at the, the people that summit has played over the course of this season and how closely they've played green hill black mm -hmm. even brentwood and ravenwood mm -hmm. uh, i mean they've been right there in, in all of those games the only game that they really got you know blown out was centennial who just happens to be class five days number one team and undefeated. and undefeated so you know it, it Everything is relative. Every two and five isn't equal. Mm -hmm. And so I think Summit has a, a, a lot to play for. I think that Brian Coleman will have his team ready to play, and they've got a couple of guys you know, who can run the football. Yeah, you know, we talked last week, and, and I got a little deeper into the crystal ball. I kind of said that Dominic Collis was – you did game for a big, big and, game. And he was 18, 163 with a touchdown against Ravenwood last week. I mean, I didn't know when it was going to come, but you felt like that was going to be there at some point for him. And I'm sure that Brian Coleman and the Summit offense were happy to see that from their senior running back. So. Yeah, that, that actually gave him right at 500 yards for the year. Yeah. And, you know, that's, that, that's big. It's big for them because, again, if there's somebody else that the defense has to focus on, then 
that you know allows Mason McElhaney to potentially be a little bit more dynamic in the run game because now you can't just focus on one of the two. Well, that also allows him to make it be a little bit more dynamic in the passing game too. Kind sure. of opens up bring the action. Bring those, run. yeah, bring those those linebackers and safeties in, and, and certainly just pop them over the top, as some has been known to do in the past. Absolutely. So, um, again, big game. big game Thursday night here. Um, getting into the Friday night portion of the week eight schedule. Another big matchup in Division 2A middle region play when Columbia Academy goes on the road to take on perennial D2A title contender Nashville Christian. The Bulldogs 4-3 and three and 2-0 and oh, coming off of last week's 38-7 win over Clarksville Academy. Nashville Christian is 3-3 three and 2-0. Three and two and, oh. and um, yeah, the Eagles just um, – that is a team under Jeff Brothers that whatever the record looks like, you don't worry a whole, a whole lot about it. They are a quality football team, and this is going to be a great matchup, man. I'm looking forward to um, seeing the sophomore quarterback for Nashville Christian, Jared Curtis, who is um, highly, highly talented, highly sought after, and what CA does defensively to try to slow him down. And on the other side of the ball, CA threw the ball around like we felt like all year they were capable of doing last week against Clarksville. Yeah, with uh, Monte Baldwin out last week, kind of gave Connor Rossi the, the green light, so to speak, and it wasn't just, you know, CJ Duro, Harrison Brownlee, say, a little bit of everybody got involved and and, and, and you know that's that's a huge option when you have at this at this level at the class A level in Division Two. If you've got more than one dynamic receiver, you've got options and you've you've got weapons. And it's not like that you know the, the run game was non-existent. Exactly. Freshman Zane Nash came in. Not Noah. <laughs> Zane Nash is uh, is uh, was was missing on Friday night. Couldn't get his name right, but yeah. He stepped in and was able to he, – he kind of gave them a little bit of a, a bull rush almost. He, he's a little bit more of a bruising back and uh, was able to, to be big in that ring game. Yeah, to the tune of 185 rushing yards and two touchdowns. That's not bad. That's not bad. I mean, as as the guy behind Monte Baldwin. That's, yeah. That's not bad. He'll take that if you're Seth Anderson for sure. Absolutely. Um one final region matchup before we go to our first break as Columbia Central goes on the road in Region 5-5A play. They travel to Franklin County, which has kind of been, I mean, we're, we're still a little ways off from Halloween, but <laughs> Winchester's kind of been a house of horrors for the Lions. They have lost their last four games mm -hmm. down there, and they don't need to lose a fifth. They are 4-3 and three overall, 2-2 two and two in region play. The Rebels one and six overall, one and two in region play. That one win, a 17-16 victory. I think in week two, maybe over Tuckahoma, which defeated Central by 20 points a couple weeks ago, 34-14. So it's an interesting matchup if if you get into comparing scores and that kind of thing. But the bottom line is 
any chance that Columbia Central may have of either Shelby or Tullahoma coming back to them and them having a shot at a home game in first round of the playoffs. If they have any shot at all, they got to win Friday night. Right, there's no question, and it's going to run through Caden McCoy. And uh, honestly, you could do worse if your offense was running through somebody. If you, if you have to run your offense through somebody, Caden McCoy is not a bad guy. I've running through 23 carries for 87 yards last week in that 20-17 overtime win against Spring Hill. Had a tough time getting him started early. Um, I think there might have been some words of encouragement at halftime for the offensive line. Yeah, and uh, I've, I've heard about some of the folks giving said words of encouragement, but hey, they responded. Yeah. And, and and that was a must-win situation again, just like this week is. You know, if Columbus Central lost to Spring Hill, that's not just a rivalry loss. That's it's a region loss, and then you're certainly out of any in of a home playoff game. Now you've got to win out and cope to get a little bit of help at this point. So I'll be curious to see how well you know the offensive line plays this week. With you know it not being a rivalry, there's a little bit less stress that goes with that. You're not playing guys that you you know share the same sonic with. You are, but there is stress in that it's a must-win situation. This is a must-win situation because you know this region matches up with region six five bay for the opening round of the state playoffs, and we mentioned um Centennial. Yeah, you don't want they to are undefeated. Um, that region also includes Page and Nolansville. Page, a two-time state finalist in a row. Right. A team that Central has struggled to play mm -hmm. in the last couple so, of years. So, you know, if you can avoid going to Centennial or Page or Nolansville, I mean, whoever the you're going to play one of those. You're going to play one of those three in all likelihood. But you would much rather get them on your turf if that's possible. The ideal. So yeah, this is this is going to be a huge game, and and, and like I said, that's one reason I wanted to go because I felt like it was probably the biggest game, you know, of the season to this point for Central. Yeah, and again, um, they've got to be able to get McCoy going. <clears throat> I would presume that Burton Moore is going to make his second start. Um, I'll be honest with you. I watched that game last week against Spring Hill. I'm not sure. I mean, flip a coin between he and Case Plus. I'm not entirely sure if Burton Moore is going to play. Apparently, he suffered a bit of a head injury. Well, if he suffered a bit of a head injury, I can tell you what play it was he suffered it Well, and, and the one where his helmet flew from the sideline to the fence. With no flag. With no flag. <laughs> so, apparently, there was a... Uh, there was that head injury that, that may keep him out this week. So if that takes place, then yeah, you see, you could see Casey Tyson, but like you said, it, to me, it's, it's kind of flipping the point at this point. So. They have to find a way, whoever the quarterback is, <clears throat> to get their receiving core involved. Jordan Davis, Justin Hager, Joshua Britton, um, guys like that. 
have got to be able to make some plays down the field. Again, to back the defenses out so Caden McCoy can not be running against a stacked box. And you got to be able to protect long enough to get them down the field. And that may be more of the issue than again guys getting down the field. May, maybe, maybe there need to be words of encouragement issued to the offensive line before the game is over. <laughs> Oh, that sounds very familiar. <laughs> At any rate, um, we got six games this week. We've gone through three of them. When we come back, we'll touch on the other three. And later in the show, we'll give you our picks. Stay tuned. Since 1975, Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint Clinic has treated the orthopedic needs of Middle Tennessee residents. The trained physicians provide surgical options and minimally invasive options to treat all orthopedic needs. The walk-in clinic, OrthoQuick, helps you bypass the ER while treating sports injuries and acute needs Monday through Saturday. Visit MTBJ online at mtbj.net or on social media at Mid-Tennessee Bone Joint Clinic. High School Football Preview Show. That's what it is. There we go. For week eight, that's Chris Yow. I'm Maurice Patton. Nine region play, but an intriguing matchup. I don't know if these two have played before. I feel like they haven't. I think I remember if they have. But Fairview comes across Interstate 840 to take on South Williamson County rival Independence at Eagle State. And the Yellow Jackets, after starting 0-2, have gone on a little bit of a run, and they are now 5-2 coming into this matchup with the Eagles, who are 4-3 overall. Fairview has kind of submitted themselves as a perennial postseason participant in Class 3A in Independence's Independence. And, you know, I think Scott Stidham really likes what his team has done the last few weeks. Um, people win last week against Overton. Um, tough loss week before that against Ravenwood, but this team has certainly been tested by its schedule and certainly doesn't mind playing more than 48 minutes. <laughs> to answer your question, no, they're not going to play, at least according to the quick research that I did at Tennessee High School Football Historical Society.org. <laughs> and they, <should> <laughs> they would, in fact. And, uh, you know, the thing about independence, and again, same thing with Summit, same thing with, you know, any of those teams in that particular region. But, you know, uh, 
independents particularly who scheduled Oakland to start the year and then Centennial's in that mix and then you beach. Beach at beach. And so you've they've played a really tough schedule at this point and have navigated it pretty well. And I mean, as they come into they come in tonight, number 15 in the Main Street Preps top 25 poll, uh, coming off that win over Overton and obviously are right in the mix to win the region. They really are. They, they've got both of them, they've got both Brentwood and Ravenwood still to come. No. No, that's right. They lost to Ravenwood. But they do have Brentwood still to come. They still have Brentwood to come and can certainly throw a wrench into region six, six, seven. Without question. Certainly for a region that pays for the Bruins. So, yeah. Um, Fairview, meanwhile, again, um, five and two after losing early to East Hickman and Waverly, both on the road. And um, scoring points, you know, scoring about like you would expect a Chris Hughes team to score. Yeah, that's that's the thing. And here, you know, Independence has won games with their defense. And so I fully expect this to be one of those immovable objects and unstoppable force type, type situations. Right, right. So who's going to win? I don't know. I think it's going to be a really fun football game because Chris Hughes football games are rarely – not entertaining. They're they are they are certainly not boring. <laughs> Just watch him, and it'll be worth the price of admission. There you go. Um, region five two A action. Mount Pleasant continues to try to put some distance between itself and that disappointing loss over at Lewis County um, as they travel to Lyles and take on the East Hickman Eagles. Mount Pleasant six and one overall, three and one in this in region play. The Eagles three and four, one and three, and if East Hickman has done any film study at all hmm. on Mount Pleasant, Darian Mesa can just as well stay on the sidelines on kickoff returns. I would think. One would think, but. Somehow he still ends up with the football on those returns. And when he ends up with the football, it's, he ends up in the end zone. Yeah. His last two games, he has taken a kickoff back to the house. I don't know. I, I don't know how. I don't know how you keep kicking to it. He's averaging 39 yards per kickoff return. That's insane. That's insane. It really is. 39 yards. Yeah. And yet, and, and that's to go along with his 468 yards and 20, 20 yards a catch with six touchdowns on the year. It just seems like, hey, find that kid, stop him, make somebody else get you. I mean, yeah, yeah. But now, now that's not to say that nobody else on Mount Pleasant can beat you. It's just, but it certainly wouldn't be him. <laughs> I find somebody else seven that, over that's, that's got to. And you're going to have to force somebody else to make a play. That's all I'm saying. Mm-hmm. You know, but hey, look, East Hickman, don't let their record fool you, man. They, they, they played Loretta, who, I, you know, obviously right now is probably the favorite in this region. Sure. Even with a backup quarterback to 24 12. They held that, that vaunted Mustangs offense down a little Particularly bit. Particularly the passing game. And so I'm just saying. Don't count out the Eagles this time. Well, and again, we just mentioned the Eagles open the year 
with a 2114 victory over Fairview track. So they um they have seen some good teams and they have acquitted themselves well. So this one could be an interesting one. I think it will be. Although you mentioned they lost to Loretta, they also lost to Waverly. Um, and two touchdowns. So yeah, they lost they lost 28-14 two weeks ago to Waverly, 24-12 last week to Loretta. I mean, you know, defensively against really good offenses, they have seemed to be pretty good. Mm -hmm. So you, you know, you, you're gonna have to find find a way to stop them particularly. Yeah. In region five five A play, Spring Hill looking for their first region win of the season travels to Shelby, which has not lost in region play. The Raiders two and five overall, 0 and three in league play. Shelby five and one overall and two and zero in league play. And as we mentioned, Spring Hill scored first against Columbia Central on the final play of the half. And you know, gave, gave Columbia Central all they wanted for 48 minutes plus in an eventual 20-17 loss. And Ben Martin said that they've got to try to figure a way to carry some momentum from that performance into these final games, starting at Shelfville tomorrow night. Uh, this is the Shelfville team that's really explosive offensively. Saw them in a 29-27 win against Columbia Central that a lot of Central folks feel like they should have won, and they're probably not wrong. Yeah, absolutely. Had every opportunity, you know. And this could be. This is one of those times where, you know, is Shelbyville going going to be, you know, focused on this matchup? Obviously, Spring Hill has. They've lost a lot of games that they were in. They had opportunities in and haven't been able to finish. For, you know, one of the things that that has perplexed me over the last two weeks, going back and watching a little bit of last week's game on uh, on Facebook Live, and having seen them against Lawrence County, their reds on offense. It seems like you know they're able to get the edge with some speed to get inside, and then you know that they want to try and pound the ball once they get inside the 10, which typically that's what you want to do. You want to run inside the tackles, but sometimes you don't have the Jimmys and Joes to do that. So, you know, kind of stick with the bread and butter. I'm telling you, it, if Spring Hill can find a way to hit some big plays and get to the end zone without having to be in the red zone, <laughs> that would be ideal for the Raiders. Maybe closer is not better, is that what you're saying? In their case, it hasn't been. Two weeks now in a row, and so either fix that, clean that up, or or just don't stop and go all the way to the end zone. The that's what the wind is bringing you. And so, and they've got guys who can do that's that. With Avery Martin and Trey Isaac, I mean, you've got a couple guys that can get the edge and get you those chunk plays. That's so they they've got speed. They can get the edge. They can. Now, I, I, I understand wanting to pound it between the tackles with Allen Iverson, but he's coming back from, he was out a couple of weeks with. If they had Allen Iverson. Allen Iverson. They would, oh, if they had Allen Iverson. If they had Bubba Chuck. Yeah, all of them. But no, Allen Iverson. 
Robertson is a guy that can give them some yards between the tackles. He's been out for a couple of weeks with a hamstring. Came back and played, uh, I think he had six carries for 17 yards against Central. But I see what it is they're trying to do with him. He's a load in the middle. Yeah, but um, well, that's again, that's a, that's a key for middle backers in. So mm-hmm. you can't get the edge, right? You do it back. You do what you want to make. It's that triple option stuff. You, you got you got You got to at least you know know that he's an option. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, Spring Hill has kind of struggled at times offensively. In their two wins, they scored forty-one points against Maplewood, who hasn't won yet. And they scored 27 points against Lawson, which is Lawson's last four or five, I think, starting with their loss to Spring Hill. So, um, besides that, last week 17 was the most they scored. So, they got to figure a way to get some offense because Shelton won't score. Yes, they are. Um, so, that is the week eight schedule. We're going to take a break when we come back. We'll tell you who we think is going to win. This is Chris Yao with Main Street Sports Today. Every show, Mo Patton and I welcome friends from all across the sports landscape, from high school coaches and reporters to national, college, and pro sports personalities. You never know who might stop by for a chat. AP Tennessee Sports Editor, three-time Tennessee Sports Writer of the Year 2020 TSWA Hall of Famer. She covers the Titans, the Predators, the Grizzlies, college football, and hoops. Please make welcome, Teresa Walker. Former University of Tennessee, former Team USA Olympian, XI Young Award winner, R.A. Dickey. R.A., did I miss anything? Man, that was sweet. <laughs> yeah, I, I need to listen to that before I go to bed every night. That was nice. <laughs> Has five sports Emmys. That's not bad for the other guy in Wham. Ryan McGee. <laughs> other guy Wham married the best looking girl Bananarama. So, other guy Wham had a pretty good life. From preps to pros, we're taking on the sports topics you care about. Tune in across Main Street Media social platforms forms at 2 p.m. or on demand on your podcast distribution platform of choice. Hey, welcome back to the Main Street Murray High School Football Preview Show for Week 8. Chris Yow, Maurice Patton, let's give you some picks. Summit travels to Overton tonight in Region 668 play. Chris, who do you like? I'm going to go with the Spartans here. I think they basically solidify that playoff spot. I agree. I, I think Summit goes ahead, goes ahead and takes care of business on the road tonight. Um, Columbia Academy traveling tomorrow to Nashville Christian in, dis, in Division 2A Middle Region play. This is going to give somebody the driver's seat in this district, in this region. Unfortunately, I think it is Jeff Brothers and his Eagles, National Christian. I can see why you would feel that way. Well, they're only, you know, coming off the state championship appearance. For sure. <laughs> well, <laughs> you know, yeah, it's tough to argue with that. But, um... Oh, you're I, a believer now. Huh? I, I am. I am. I absolutely am. I think I picked against them. Well, I picked against them when they went to DCA two, three weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And... And they proved me wrong, and it's kind of a fool me once, shame on you kind of things. But I just like the way they're playing offensively right now. I think they're playing with a lot of diversity. I think they're throwing the ball really well. Obviously, 
Zane Nash last week on the ground, and Monte Hall and what he's done through the first six games. Uh, I think this CA team is ready for prime time. I think they're going to prove it Friday night. It should be fun. Absolutely. Um, Columbia Central going to Franklin County in Region 5-5A. Again, Columbia Central looking to snap a four-game skid at Franklin County. They're going to do it. I got the Lions in this one. Man, I, I'm really puzzled over this one. Yeah. Um, just because I, I, I've been bitten. I know. I've been bitten a lot by the Lions, actually. But I feel like their backs are against the wall right here, literally. And I just think at some point, Tredarius Goff's personality is going to rub off on this team. And I think it's tonight, uh, tomorrow night. Uh, Fairview at Independence. Fairview punching up. Yeah, I'm going to go with the Eagles here. Yeah, I think this is a tough. I think this is a tough pull for the Eagles. Uh, for for Fairview, I, I like Independence here. Mount Pleasant at Hickman County. Not going with the Eagles. <laughs> I'm going to go Mount Pleasant here. Yeah, yeah. Cat cats eat birds. Yeah. Um, Springfield at Shelton. Unfortunately, I got to go with Shelton. They're when they're leading this region. I, that's what I expect to continue throughout. Yeah, I think this is an, an uphill battle for the Raiders here. I like Shelton at home. That's going to do it here for this week's Main Street Murray High School Football Preview Show. Be sure to follow us on Twitter and check us out at MainStreetMurray.com.